Hey Pelicans fans, we're entering the final month of the regular season. We're gearing up for the playoffs. We're hoping to get that play-in spot. Some teams are locks for the top six. Some teams are knots. They're just lottery teams. Here in the middle, we're still fighting for our opportunity to chase that NBA trophy this summer. But DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, putting you right there to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. All you have to do to turn that $1 into $100 is simple. Pick any basketball team to win the next game. And if during that game, the team of your choosing hits a three, you bring one $100 in free bets. That's right. That's $100, one-to-one odds. And it's the team you pick. If they hit a three, they don't even need to win. They hit it, you get the $100. This year's team's been hitting threes at an unprecedented pace, so get in on all the action with DraftKings Sportsbook before this offer ends. It might be the best offer I've ever seen. And you know DraftKings, they out there are the most popular, safe, secure, reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience, no questions asked. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and choose promo code TBPN. When you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets, if the basketball team of your choosing just hits a three, that's code TBPN to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. For a limited time, this is only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years of age or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, that's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hey, welcome back to the Nest Pelicans fans. It, it, it's a new week. We needed it because last week might as well be known as last week's letdowns. I mean, we played Brooklyn on Thursday, 420. That's tomorrow, Tuesday. And we're going to need all the smoke in the SKC, the Smoothie King Center, that these fans can bring. Because, I mean, look, we beat Philly, the other number one seed at home, went on a three-game win streak, then beating Cleveland, beating you know Sacramento, who we needed to beat just to stay above them in the playoff play-in race, and then we immediately go on a three-game losing streak. However, that, that kind of speaks to what this team is this season. If anybody's expecting a turnaround these last 15 games, I doubt it comes. Uh, a seven, eight-game win streak is highly unlikely. But a three-game win streak followed by another three-game losing streak, I can see that happening at least two more times, and then the season's over. Maybe we slip into that 10th seed, but... Not if we just playing 500 basketball. We got to play a little bit better than that. We're going to recap last week. We're going to look ahead to next week. Hey, again, thanks, Pelicans fans, for coming back to Protect the Nest. We are on the Basketball Podcast Network. You can find them at TBPN. Again, check out that DraftKings. And, I mean, check out the rest of their podcast network. We're going to be having some of their, their other hosts coming on to preview games. And we're really lining that up. It's been really exciting to move over to the Basketball Podcast Network with protecting us to get back into Pelicans branded and still bringing you some hot takes, still bringing you coaches to to protect the nest like Coach Rory Poplin, Coach Sean Dumas. They're doing the open runs. They'll be back on soon. And and we're just going to keep growing it from here. So how can this Pelicans team grow, though? How can this Pelicans team grow? Let's look at what they did last night against the Knicks. I mean, Bledsoe said he wasn't paying attention in the in – you know, the last timeout of regulation. Stan Van Gundy either didn't have his attention or Bledsoe is kind of, maybe he's getting discontented. I get I get Eric Gordon vibes from him. He just ain't said nothing yet. But he spent the last few years 
you know, contending. He had Giannis. He he was up in Milwaukee chasing chasing rings, just falling short. And does does Bledsoe's comments reflect, you know, this team's attitude toward towards Stan Van Gundy? Is it more of Eric Bledsoe's just a disgruntled, agitated, frustrated? It's not his best season. He's he's not sure if he's going to be on this team next year, and he just. Uh, I could see coronavirus, uh, just it all being a, a culmination, just a corn, cornucopia worth of, even though we're nowhere near uh, Thanksgiving. I just like that cornucopia. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, he's having a rough season. And so he had a rough night. We can't let that continue. We can't let it fester. We got to get with him and see where his mind's at going into next season. This season, hey, look, let's just – Strive to survive. Let's let's try and get in that playoff scenario, and, and see how much more this team can grow. But I'm not watching for wins right now. I'm watching for growth, and that goes to the whole team. Uh, same for Lonzo's demeanor. If we were going to stay on that last game, you know, it's been a tough season for him. It's uh, look at the last play. Lonzo left his man open for three. Bullock hits down the shot. Everybody's looking at Lonzo. Look at his offense before that though. He took an early three pointer. Early in the shot clock when we were up, it, it speaks to basketball IQ. It speaks to a young team. I mean, even Brandon Ingram has done it. The same thing. You know, 19, 18 seconds left on the shot clock, and he's jacking up shots when we have a seven-point lead, and we wind up blowing those leads. We wind up going to overtime and losing those games. So this team's got to keep growing, and I want to see that growth. I think we're seeing a lot of growth from Zion. I think everybody knows that. Everybody's enjoying seeing that. If you go to look at forget the three game win streak, we needed those wins. That was great growth from the team to learn how to win. They didn't transfer it, but Zion against the Knicks, twenty five seven and eight, ten to nineteen from the field, two blocks, one steal. He did what he could do. Ingram twenty eight seven and three. He did what he could do, but we had no blood cell that night. Kyra Lewis Jr. was off. Uh, Lonzo was out. Like there's only so much those two can do. And, it, again, it speaks to the growth. It speaks to how David Griffin is going to have to build this team and build this roster. I think as much as as social media has been just toxic this year, and that's why I've laid off it less and less, uh, you have to build from the ground up. He's already got the foundational pieces. He's got the pillars in Ingram locked up for five years. Zion, he's going to match anything, going to offer a super max if he can. Zion's here past his rookie deal. We both know they're the pillars. Everyone on social media, all the guys outside the building was just clamoring for one more big move, one more big move, and we can we can contend this year. No way are you contending with teenagers and 20-year-olds and guys who could just drink for the first time this year. It, that's not happening. This team needed another year of growth. So instead of a big move and building from the top down, David Griffin these last, since the trade deadline, has built from the bottom up. Criticize J.J. Redick all you want. Criticize the trade if you want to be on the other side. But we got pieces back. We got assets back. We got James Johnson back, who even though he's 34 years old on a $16 million deal, he's a consummate professional. He's providing good minutes. He's providing good leadership uh, with his actions and not so much his words because it's not his job to come into this team and just be vocal right away. I mean, Drew Holiday was here for years, and he just that wasn't him. I don't think we'll see it from Ingram as much, even though he said that in the offseason, that, that the new contract gave him a, a license to lead more vocally. Uh, I don't think we've seen that. It's just not in him. 
but he's got to grow into that role. Still, Griffin's build from the bottom up. I think Najee Marshall is another bottom-up build that you should keep him around. He's a he's a Josh Hart, Jacks, uh, Frank Jackson, Kenrich Williams. I think Najee Marshall is an undrafted talent that is an upgrade on them from from a contract perspective. He'll he'll free up cap space. Say say Najee Marshall gives you ninety percent of the production of one of these restricted free agents or guys that we just let go. But he does it for only 20%, 30% of the contract. You have to take that for David Griffin. That's a smart build. Lock, lock Najee Marshall up for two, three years. And and you'll have a roster spot that's that that you're sure of. You, you, you're sure that he's he could grow into a starter. He, he, he could do a lot of things. But you are absolutely sure he's going to provide the solid minutes that will support a winning culture in this team and let let the stars do their job. Let Ingram and Zion work. Najee Marshall is just how do you how do you define Najee Marshall? Pure hooper. Some guys are basketball players. Najee Marshall is a pure hooper. He, he's out there. He wants to play. There's some guys that are good at the game and 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 it takes them a lot a lot of places in this world. And there's some guys who love the game. You don't have to motivate them to get to the gym. Najee Marshall is another one of those that, like Lonzo has spoke on and Ingram has spoke on, he'll be in the office, in the gym, way after everybody's left. He'll get there at 3 and 4 in the morning when he's just, uh, I'm a little restless, I'm going to go work on my game. And you never know what he could he could turn into. I mean, look at Dort, he just put up 40. If we ever get a 40-piece from Najee Marshall in a, in a Pelicans uniform, I'm buying that jersey. But a lot of that is building from this roster from the bottom up we have the top end pieces. We'll be able to lock them up for years if we haven't already. There's a few choices to be made on Lonzo, uh, also Bledsoe, whether he should be moved. Looking at it, at, you know, I'm over covering, covering your Pelicans at Forbes Sports, covering the rest of the NBA at Music Movies and Hoops, doing this podcast for the Basketball Podcast Network. I mean, look at, look at if you're keeping Lonzo and you're keeping Bledsoe, you're blocking minutes. For Kyra Lewis Jr. to kill Alexander Walker, you're also using a lot of cap space. Like we said, Najee Marshall, if he can give you that 90% of production for 30% of the cap space, which allows you to add another top-end piece, allows you that opportunity cost to to take a risk that won't hurt as much. You have to look at that. And how many how many Pelicans fans today would trade what Lonzo or Bledsoe's giving you for a Frank Jackson or a Kenrich Williams or I mean? The list goes on and on if you want to keep going through the years, but that, that's the most recent. It's also going to be the reality next offseason and going into next season. If you're going to keep Lonzo and Bledsoe, that means Kyra and Nikhil are probably going to be open for, which everybody in the league except for Zion, uh, Steph, LeBron, you know those guys, everybody's up for trade. But if you're keeping Lonzo and Bledsoe, then you're you're definitely as a front office gonna have to look at attaching assets and giving giving up some of these draft picks that you felt really good about, uh, so that you can make that next move once Zion's nearing his second contract. Once Ingram, a couple years from now, he'll already be two years into this 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 new max level deal. You only have him for three more guaranteed years. You're gonna have to make a move, and it's looking like this team's gonna need. We, Point Zion's a great experiment. It's worked out great for the team. I wrote about that over at Forbes. But you're going to need a guard to come in and give you 
more productive minutes, more efficient minutes than what Bledsoe's been giving you. Maybe even if he got up to his career averages, that won't be enough. We'll have to look for an upgrade, which means looking for wiggle room and margin error down the roster. And that, again, it speaks high. I can't speak enough to how I like David Griffith building from the bottom up this season instead of instead of falling to the pressure and for all these people clamoring for a Bradley Beal or I mean I think Carl Anthony Towns will be available D'Angelo Russell Minnesota's going to eventually blow it up with this new new ownership A-Rod I mean come on they're going to blow it up because he did the same thing in Miami follow the you follow the money Lester Freeman in the wire follow the money you'll find the you'll find the trends so Building from the bottom up now to save money to use later and also retaining the assets that we retained and didn't give up at this trade deadline. It won't have to attach to any an Adams. One, all you Adams haters were real quiet. Like like the preacher was still in church. Y'all went to church on Sunday because Adams had a great game. But building, yeah, again, building from the this, this bottom up. We've had a few players that come in. They're not going to work out. We can send them to the G League. They're on their two-way contracts. Eh, maybe they're useful later. Maybe they're not. That's okay. We're bringing in Silva from the NBL, a little Portuguese sensation, the Brazilian magician. We're going to see what he can do. Uh, but that's why we're building that way. And I think if we start viewing this season through that prism, that lens, maybe social media won't be so toxic when you're trying to watch a ball game or after. Maybe, maybe some of the... Uh, pitchforks out there will get put down we need to be a bit more patient when we we view this team in the moment yeah maybe they need some more urgency and a bit more attention to detail in the moment when it's in the game I mean Bledsoe needs to pay attention while he's in the huddle but while we're looking at a long-term view this is going to wind up being a season where these Zions mentioned it, it they're growing they're learning from it there's a lot of mistakes but they can learn from it look at if anybody's a fan of the Jocko Willink podcast, good. Oh, you messed up there? Good. You can learn from it. There's a mistake there? Good. We can go back and correct it. Uh, right now, this season is the time to make those mistakes. We don't want to see these mistakes in two years. So if we'd have made some top-end move that papered over and we got a fifth or sixth seed and maybe uh, that free agent would have aged out or moved on, you, you don't know what happens in the future with that. Stick to the timeline. Stick to, hey, look you don't give a teenager a sports car for a reason. These guys, I mean, Zion's just 20. He's the longest tenured Pelican, but he's still young. All these guys are still young. Let's let's wait. Let's give them. They've still got some training wheels on. We take those training wheels off. We'll be ready to run for that top seed, those top few seeds, a home court advantage in the playoffs. But until then, let's learn to love the learning process, if that makes sense to you. Because right now they're being able to evaluate this team in many ways. The point Zion experiment, uh, him playing multiple positions, B.I. up and down the roster, all over the court. It's been fun. Jackson Hayes. Let's talk about that for a minute. Jackson Hayes. The Knicks, you know, overtime, uh, 112 to 102. That come down to execution. Uh, Bledsoe should have never had as many shots as he did. Bledsoe had 20 shots. Zion only had 23. Ingram only had 18. Lonzo was 2 of 9 from the field, 27 minutes, 1 of 5 from deep. He did have three assists, but Adams and Jackson Hayes did work. Uh, James Johnson, Kira, Naj, they did work. They were looking good. Jackson Hayes having the confidence to step out the three and take a few is going to provide a lot of spacing for this team. In two or three years when he's knocking down that shot at an above 30, 32% clip, 
he'll have to be respected out there. Once once a defender bites on that pump fake or there's a pass and give and go, oh, Lord, there's going to be lobs for Zion and Jackson Hayes coming from all sides of the rim, and we're going to love to see it. Until then, I'm going to enjoy loving to see how this team handles these last few weeks. One thing I never want to see again is that weak stuff that we had in Washington. Overtime loss, 117-115. It was a weak foul on Russ. That's all you want to call it, but a touch on the elbow during the shot is a foul, is a foul, is a foul. Zion doesn't get foul calls. Russ is going to get that foul call. But, hey, the Pelicans were up 103-94 with five minutes left and change. Had the ball, and they scored 16 points in the fourth quarter. The Pelicans can never score below 20 points in a quarter again with Zion and B.I. healthy. Put the blame all you want. Some of that's on the players. Some of it's on the coach. It's blame to everybody. But, This Pelicans team has got to start closing the gap. The Spurs, look at it this way. Stan Van Gundy has to beat out and play three games better than two Hall of Fame coaches in Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich. And and look, we got Brooklyn. Then you at Orlando, come back home. You got got a game against the Spurs. You can make up some ground there. Then you then the Clippers come to town. Then you go to Denver. Then you you bring OKC to town. That's the next four, five, six games. Pelicans got to go four and two. They got to beat at least one winning team. Got to take care of business against the Spurs. You got to beat OKC. You got to beat Orlando. So if not, you're probably not catching the Spurs, especially if you lose to the Spurs. You got the three games against Golden State. Just stay between two, three games back of them. Hope they slip up one. Hope you win one. You're not supposed to, like we got to do this week. And you can slip in and knock Golden State out. But the Pelicans, the Pelicans really have to start putting together a few more four wins, two losses, not three wins, three loss type weeks. There's only a few left in the season, and if they don't do that, well, enjoy the lottery draft once more. If they do put it together, they'll squeak in. And there's some injuries going on at the top of the up top of the NBA standings. They could not, they could get a game or two, but they'll have to win two road games to get there. Until next time, Pelicans fans, we appreciate you joining us here at Protect the Nest, Unfiltered Dunks with Dotson. I try and bring it to you every time I can for the Basketball Podcast Network. Please go to DraftKings, code TBPN, and get you $1 bet in. You can win 100 That's how we protect in the nest. Please give, give us a five-star review. Find us on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you want to find us. Till next time, enjoy the sunshine.